to another very exciting episode of Tady's Day Out. I am your host, Joe Tady. This is the show where me and some guests deliver an irreverent and comedic review of all the best attractions Seattle has to offer. We show you what Seattle's really all about, because tourism defines the city you live in. Uh, I've heard, I think I read that. I think Confucius said that. Well, I've been on hiatus, you may have noticed. It wasn't planned. It just happened. I had some scheduling conflicts fall through, things get busy, I have another project that I do that is taking up a lot of my time in a good way. Hey, guys, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Scheduling guests can sometimes, you know, be be a bit of a thing, especially when they're out of town or I'm out of town. Can't hang out with them if they're out of town. Also, you know, the whole... The money thing, I, how do I fund this project? How do I get that sweet blue apron money or that Squarespace cash? You know, they seem to sponsor every other podcast, but they don't give a shit about Seattle, do they? Ugh. So, because it's been a scheduling issue, whatnot, etc., all those things I just said, I'm going to start doing uh, releasing episodes every two weeks, which means there will be two a month. I think this will allow me to feel a little less stressed about it, and to be more consistent. So that way you'll actually know when an episode is coming and whether or not I'm still doing it. And so, you know, you'll see things pop up on the Instagram, but it may be like two weeks before you you see the, you hear the podcast that goes along with those pictures, whatnot, etc. All right. Well, this, uh, let's get to the episode. It's a very, very special episode. My sister, Sarah Pascal, is on it, along with my Amazing niece, Adela Pascal. She's two and a half. We went to the Pacific Science Center together. And it was fantastic. We got to see her discover gravity and butterflies. Sarah and I got to see the Terracotta Warriors. We got to see Adela get really tired. It was amazing. It's a great place to bring bring a family. And... I'm just gonna have us jump right into it. Thank you so much, guys, and uh, I will see you in two weeks. All right. Sarah Pascal. How are you? Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for having me. You are my sister. I am. And I'm very excited to have you. We have another sister. Is this true? We do. She's the oldest of us all. Yeah. Let's give a shout out to Megan real quick. Yeah. Least funniest. Least funniest. Hey, that's true as far as I'm concerned. Right. Uh, first funniest, Joe Katie. Um, Not true. <laughs> so you are the middle kid. I'm the youngest. True. You were five years older than me. Five years older. I just want to paint a picture for the, for the listeners mm-hmm. um, since this is, you know, a visual medium. 
Um, we are here recording together in my bathroom. And why is that? Because you are down here uh, from Bellingham to yeah. visit me with your daughter, who's two and a half. Mm-hmm. My niece, who I love. Yeah. I think you love her too. But she has taken over the living room. She has taken over the living room. She's watching Oso, which is a cartoon about a bear. She's she's feeling a little tired um, from a great day. She ate a lot of avocado. It's she, on the floor. It's all over the floor. That's fine. We have a wood floor. We got rid of our rug. Perfect timing. Let's talk about our day out. We, me and you, and Adela, who I'm definitely going to interject a lot of live recordings of her cuteness throughout this episode, listener. Uh, we went to the Pacific Science Center. Uh, and it was awesome. It was great. It kind of, I hadn't been there in a long time, and we talked about this. The outside, obviously the building is old. It was also built for the 1962 World's Fair. Yes. And it looks, you know, very dated and interesting. But when you go in, the a lot of the exhibits are very modern and well-kept and quite fun. I agree. Uh, perfect place to bring a kid. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect place for any age. I was like, this would be a fun place for a date. Right. Fun place for a family. Uh-huh. Or just fun to, like, go by yourself all day long and forget everybody else. That's true. Especially we did the Terracotta Warriors exhibit, yeah. which we'll get to in more detail, but you could have spent hours in there. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and, and... And the IMAX. The IMAX as well. Oh, so many things. Do you, have I, a, do you have a membership? I do. Yeah. And it has... Uh, more more than one IMAX theater in it, and it's one of the only places, one of the only places in the world that does. Oh my God! Yeah. Did you do a little research? research? I did. Were you? Here's the thing. Ever since Bonnie was on, and she knew so much about it, it led to Erin O'Neill doing research. I felt like I had to do a little research. That's great. Hey, I like it. I, my guests are stepping up, and I am not upset about it. So the architect. Yeah. Of the Pacific Science Center, mm-hmm. who I'm assuming is Japanese or of Japanese descent. Okay. I didn't really research him. Yeah. Uh, has a lot of buildings all over the world, one of them being the World Trade Center Whoa. buildings. Uh, um, so that's an never interesting forget. fact. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting fact. Wow. For the listeners. God, so much research. Really wanted to say, hey, you went, listener. <laughs> you went deep. Yeah. For the that one listener out there. Yeah. Hey, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't looked at my stats in a while. Who knows? Yeah. Thanks, Mom, uh, for listening. Uh, I was imagining this name to be Felix yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Felix loves my, I love the fan meal that I get from Felix Thanks. constantly. Um, those, so yeah. <laughs> Those pictures of you were a little creepy, though, from Felix. Yeah, a lot of pictures of me sleeping, yeah. which, like, I don't know how I got in. I don't know either. How does he know when I go to bed? Uh, why does he have my social security card? Um, so, yeah, so it's very inviting. Lots of interactive stuff for the kids right away and really simple because even if you don't, like, Adele is two and a half. She doesn't comprehend the idea that we have, you know, eight planets or nine planets or whatever it is now or, like, what gravity is. right. But at the same time, or like a pulley and a lever, but at the same time, there's these crazy mirrors that she can get into. And the pulley and the lever, she can just pull on that rope and watch something lift and be like, that was amazing. Um, Even the gravity well thing, she spins that ball. She learned how a toilet flushes. She did. That was like right off the bat. Right. Jumped on to that toilet exhibit. Right. They have like a toilet cut in half and you can watch it. And that's the thing is, it's kind of interesting to me too. Yeah. So when you use the toilet, that's what it's doing. Is that cool? 
It'll stop it when you uh, let the lever up. Go ahead and let go of it. Good job. Why let go of it? So that way it refills and then someone else can flush it. She is she is funny. The things that she gets into are not the things like I would expect necessarily. Yeah. But it's always something that's very visual as she's two and a half and that's the thing that gets her the most. And water. She liked the water. She did. There is an awesome... So let's say you do have a two and a half year old and you're like, is there even stuff for her to do? There is. There is. Oh my gosh. There's like a whole toddler area where you can just... It's sort of like a jungle gym. Lots of water exhibits. You can touch a sea anemone. I'm just going to say the best part of my day was that. At the water exhibits, they have these smocks for the kids that are made of rubber. Yeah. To go over their heads to protect them from getting all wet. Yes. And so a few of the kids were using them. Yeah. And this one boy took his smock, scooped the water up as much as he could in his smock, and dumped it over his head. <laughs> That's like the opposite of, of what, what those you're are supposed to yeah. do. But the best part was that myself and a few other adults in the area that were not his parents, I don't yeah. know where his parents were. Right. Uh, just started cracking up. I mean, what else can you do? You like can. that's what, yeah. It is it is funny too. Like a lot of the I noticed that a lot of like the 5 or 6 year old boys were like splashing super hard in there. Yeah, you so, can't help it. Yeah, no matter what like their parents are like, "Hey, stop." And they're like, "No. I'm not going to do it." Um, but Adele is very well behaved. I just want to put that uh, your daughter's very well behaved. Thanks. For a two and a half year old. Thanks. Um, well, I don't I missed that smock thing cuz I think I was over in the area where there is like, why can't I remember? It's like a telescope. The tides? No, the tides thing was cool, but the, it's like a telescope. Uh. A step, not a step, but it's like one you would see in a submarine where it like goes up Periscope? and out. Periscope. This is, this is why you're the big kid. Yeah. You're the big sister. Um, and you could see like all around Seattle because it goes up real high and it tells you when you're looking south and tells you when you're looking north. Also the other two directions, east and west, all four. <laughs> Um, Southeast, Southwest, throw them yeah, in there. They covered them all. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. Tons of stuff to learn about the Puget Sound, like the tides. That's interesting to me. In the back of one of the exhibit areas is a dinosaur section where yeah. there's some robotic dinosaurs. And Adela like ran to it. She wanted to see it. She picked it. And then she got scared. She got pretty. I mean, I felt like if we had gone any deeper. It would have. It could have been like a, a a more of a crying situation. There was definitely like a ten year old girl crying from yes. fear. Yes. Yeah. There, um, but a lot of other kids were really enjoying it. And right. If dinosaurs are your thing. It would be really awesome to see. And there was definitely a moment where like I did not. I don't speak parent. Where I was like, oh, no reason to be scared. And you were like, you don't say that word because why suggest it? Yeah. And I'm like that's totally true. Like we just don't suggest. Like this if you fall, scared. if if she falls and you're like, are you hurt? Like, then, then she's, she's hurt. Like, yeah, then she's, she's hurt. hurt. But if you're like, oh, get up, like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, but you salvaged the dinosaurs by uh, sticking her into the Genesis. The Gemini spaceship. The Gemini spaceship. Which is create. It's just this small capsule that fit two guys in it. God, that, it just, it strikes me as crazy to be willing to go up into that. Like, it's so dangerous, untested, really, in most degrees. And you're just like, yeah, I'll go up into space, like, where I can only move a couple of inches either way. Yeah. Um, so, sometimes when I think about that, I'm, I'm just, it's incredible. But she loved it. It counts down to takeoff. She got yes. to flip some switches. Yeah. Um, uh, I would have been interested in quite a bit more and could have spent like a whole day in each room. Yes. But having 
a young child does make like the day move faster. Right. There's a lot of plot. Like I would have loved. There's a lot of stuff about the way light works uh-huh. that I always interests me, and it sort of escapes my grasp to grasp to a certain degree. But there was so much info on it. I, I would have also liked to stay, but. I'm also happy to move it. It's so much fun to see her excited. Right. Um, and so it's totally fine to, like, blaze through there. But I just I just want it to be said, like, I feel like you could be any yeah. age, go mm-hmm. in there, and have a really great day. Oh, yeah. There was, like, teenagers by themselves, like adults mm-hmm. without kids. Hey, folks. I just wanted to take a second out of this episode to tell you about a new subreddit that is awesome. And it's one of the only ones I've ever posted on because Reddit can be a cesspool. But this one's not. Seattle Podcast. Our Seattle Podcast. Man, it's great. There are so many local podcasts out there that do an amazing job on lots of different subjects. If you like watching the show Scrubs, there's one about Scrubs. There's one about local botany. There's one about local Middle Eastern cultures. Uh, You should check out Personal Effects. Warren Langford, he's the local podcast man. And I recommend going on and engaging with some of these podcasts and, and let them know you're listening or, or trying to find out about new ones. Uh, it's great. All right, now back to the show. What was awesome, one of the, I mean, I feel like it's one of the more famous things about the, uh, about the museum is the Butterfly House. Yes. Which has been there for a very long time. And someone before I went in, I, I, I told them I was going to this exhibit, or to the science center, he was like, oh, the butterfly house is so run down and terrible now. I thought it was fine. I thought it was so fun. Yeah. It was great. Adela also had some hesitancy. Yeah. Um, the butterfly flew directly at her. Almost immediately when we got in and there. And she kind of took a step back. Yeah. And then... Yeah. But she That also, guy came up and was like, the butterfly's saying hi to you. Yeah. I thought, yeah, the guy who worked there. Yes. I thought that was very nice. He was sweet um, to her. Yeah, he was very sweet. Kept flapping his. He hands. was really into flapping his hands like a butterfly. Yeah. Just like I don't know if you need to do but that. But he's probably in there for hours a day. I know. And it's hot. It's so hot in there. I could stay there longer too if I had taken note, taken yeah. off my sweatshirt. Yes. And like. But she was good at it's. It's always kind of nerve wracking bringing a kid in there because you have to be really gentle with everything. Yeah. But she was also great. She only smashed like three butterflies. Yeah, she killed very few. Yeah. There was that one really rare one, though, that was... I uh-huh. felt, yeah, I it was felt the a last, little bad about... She made that kind go extinct. Yeah. Which, um, it's cool. You only have to pay a, a $500,000 fine. She's two and a half. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. She can pay it off over yeah. over the years. Um, no, that was really fun, and God, those animals are beautiful. Insects are beautiful. Yeah. Um, they also had some... What I, I don't like insects, and there's like a cockroach exhibit, and... Then there were naked mole rats, yeah. and those were fun. And yeah. they were, like, climbing in all these tubes and sleeping stacked up on each other yeah. in, like, a boa constrictor. Do you remember when we had gerbils as a kid and one of them ate the other one? It did not. Yes, one of them, the ma- the female started eating the male's back, and it got infected, and we had Their to get rid of them. Their names were Penny and Mr. Gerbil Man. <laughs> I was very young, but I do remember the gerbils. Penny and Mr. Gerbil Man. We also had... Turtles. Yes, we had three turtles. Samson, Cleo, and Elsie. And my so we each had one. Mine was Samson. Which one's is your was yours? Cleo. Cleo. 
And my turtle was the smallest one, and its right foot got infected, and then the other turtles also started eating that right foot. Well, it was, like, eating away at him, so they yeah. were trying to save him. Oh, really? Yeah, then Dad ran over it with the car. Right, but he told me he flushed it down the toilet and that it would become, like, a Ninja Turtle. I'm still into Ninja Turtles. And, he, and I thought that was really cool. I was like, okay, we're saving him. But apparently, for the listener, he actually wrapped him in a paper bag and ran over him a couple times with the car. He had to die, but how do you kill a turtle? I don't know. I don't that's know. That's a rough one. It's a rough one. Good job, Dad. Yeah, that, he, that sucks. I just want to go back to the Pacific Science Center, maybe go back in time for our listeners, because I have a distinct memory of the Pacific Science Center. You do? Yes. Uh, our mom's company was having a holiday party at the Pacific Science Center. Mm-hmm. And our mom could not stop talking this party up. Like, it was supposed to be this huge deal. With Who was she working for at the time? We don't need it to go over that. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so she was, like, talking this up. So we all got super dressed up to go to this party. Oh, I yeah. put on, like, this super fancy dress. And we didn't eat dinner, I don't think. Because no. Because it was supposed to be all this good food. I remember, like, she, I think she bought me, like, new clothes for it. And, like, yes. a tie, which I had never worn a tie before. And it was supposed to, I think there was going to be dancing, and we were, like, excited. We thought we were going to, like, a wedding reception or something right. for this holiday party. And we were going to, like, see the whole museum, and it was this big deal. We get there. First of all, everyone was in jeans. Yep. And I felt ridiculous. Yes. And the food was all these little appetizers. Right. We were super hungry. Super hungry. And all the only thing that was open was the butterfly house. Right. And, every, and, the, and the insects. And the other wings were closed. It yeah. was just this area. And we didn't have anybody to talk to and anyone to play with. I bet mom felt really bad. Yes. Um, I think because she thought that she was bringing us to this yeah. amazing gift. Like, yeah. This thing she was giving us. And she got there and she was like, this is not what they said it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like. I, I bet know. she hates the Pacific Science Center too. Yeah. <laughs> She'll never go back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was all super fun. And then I want to shout out to my girl, Ruth who works there and very kindly made these terracotta tickets happen. Um, And we ended up going to this awesome terracotta warrior exhibit. Um, What are the terracotta warriors? I have some notes. Um, So what they are are these uh, life-size terracotta clay figures that are over 2,000 years old. They were... um, Made by, or, or he had them made by the first emperor of China. The guy who, like, basically had a real-life huge army and unified all these warring states. Um, and it's called the Qin Dynasty. And it was about, like, 2020 BC, BCE, I never know. He, um, he died in, like, 210, um, you know, BC. Uh, they weren't discovered until 1974. Yes. Um by these farmers who are just digging. And they're assuming... Yes. That there's like 800 of them? 8,000. 8,000 yeah. of them? They're assuming there's 8,000 of them. And they've dug up some 2,000 of them. Warriors, horses, and chariots. Yeah, like crazy amounts yeah. of different stuff. Some they can't move. Some Like these were real ones. There were some replicas there, but they had 10 real ones and one real horse. And they were beautiful. It was incredible. Yeah. They're all different, and they all are different types of warriors. Mm-hmm. Infantrymen, musicians. Yeah. Archers. 
commanders. And they were made to protect this emperor just in case he ever died. Right, because he wanted to be immortal. Right, so he drank mercury. Yeah, which now we know is the opposite of becoming immortal. Not his best plan. Um, so uh, just a few uh, continuing on awesome facts about this. It took over a decade to make these things, mostly made by an army of workers that were the estimated about 700,000, some forced labor, laborers, criminals, slaves, conscripts, but like overseen by these artisans. Because um, the, the first emperor of the Qin dynasty, Qin, sorry, it's spelled Q-I-N, so I keep doing that, but it's the Qin dynasty, uh, was the first one to sort of like build more roads and administrative infrastructure, like fund public arts. And that was one of the awesome things about this exhibit was learning so much about China and mm-hmm. how tied into these things, like these terracotta warriors it was. Um, yeah, I just found it immensely interesting. And, and at the time, Adela was very tired. Yeah, I feel like they, you could spend a whole day just at the terracotta warriors exhibit. And it so went, much info. It went on and on and on, but in a good way. Yes, it's only like I, I think it's like twenty regular tickets are like twenty to twenty four dollars or something. Yeah. More less with a membership, it's worth it. Yeah. I would say like if you're interested in that stuff, it's totally worth it. It is very cool. Um, really interesting to hear that they're still finding stuff. Like they are still four digging. years. Yeah, still yeah. digging. They haven't even reached the center. There's certain things they're afraid to open because they don't know if there will be toxic gases in there, which is known to happen. Um, and they're piecing these together. Yeah. Like some of them have been like broken into small pieces and they're like little puzzles they're piecing uh-huh. together. And we learned how they shipped them here, like suspended in the air. And yeah. They took their heads off and suspended them in the air and shipped them over from China. Terrifying. To be, to be the person on the other side opening that case and just being like, please don't break. Please, please yeah. Don't break. Or the pilot being like, yeah. turbulence, no turbulence. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was also some interactive stuff in there, mm-hmm. and I spent probably like ten minutes with Adela building these terracotta oh, warriors. They had like all the different pieces, the torso and the neck, and the, and we probably built six different ones. That's fun. Building them, and they were like magnetic, and there was a lot of other stuff. I saw so many different people in there having fun, like some colleges doing tours. Mm-hmm. Um, they even had they show in detail how workers would make the warriors too, which is cool because yeah. it's not just like hey here's a warrior. Right. They have so much information that they've found out over the years, and it really it spoke to like the Qin Dynasty creating certain forms of standardization of how to make things mm-hmm. like in molds and to make it go faster. Like doing this was like how do we do this faster, and so it's 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 almost like in a way when interchangeable parts came around and like you know, late 1700s or 1800s, but and how much that changed manufacturing. Like, this also had a huge impact on on types of manufacturing of, of the time. And I, I love history. Listeners know I always gush about history, and that's one of the things I love about this podcast. And so it was so much fun for me uh, to see these things. Not Sarah, though. She hated it. If you I loved tell. it. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I wasn't it. listening. Yeah, it's definitely... Definitely worth it. Did you notice that we say definitely a lot? Uh, definitely. One of, <laughs> I love doing a podcast, but I hate editing it. Yeah. Because you, it took me a while in my old one to get used to hearing my own voice mm-hmm. and to hear me say specific words all the time. And other guests will text me and say, I can't believe I say this so much. Like someone was like, I say totally 
every sentence or, you know, et cetera. At least we don't say like all the time. I have to get out of it. I do that and, and I have to remind myself not to. For a while on accidents on purpose, I had a, a sign next to my mic that would say, don't say like and don't say yeah. Because people would be telling me a story and I'd just go, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. The, the listeners know I'm listening. They don't, like, it's annoying to just have someone actively listening in your other ear while some like, you can't hear the story. So, and I know I still do that sometimes, but, ugh. I see what you're saying. God, what a tough life I have. Yeah. Tough life podcasting. Yeah, in your bathroom. In my bathroom. First one in a bathroom. First podcast in a bathroom. Yeah. Maybe ever. Yeah, maybe ever. Could be the first one ever. It's, yeah. We could be making history right maybe here. Maybe the last, hopefully the last. I feel like I don't know if I'd be comfortable bringing anyone, but like, like my, I don't know if I'd be. Just who, any old guest? Just any old guest. Yeah. Yeah. The old guest can handle it. Because next week Bill Murray's gonna be on here. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna bring him into. No, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get some heavy hitters on the podcast. Okay. I want Mike McGinn, mayoral candidate Mike McGinn, on. I like it. Uh, I'm just. Dave kidding. Matthews. Paul Allen. He's from here. The drummer of my band actually is Dave Matthews' dog, like dog sitter. I thought I was gonna think pool boy, but. Pool boy, no. God, Carlos has a pool boy. Is pretty fun, funny image. But he goes over to Dave Matthews' house all the time. Did he ask Dave to be on your podcast? No, he, he rarely sees him, but he he does bring up that he's peed in his toilet and he feels weird about that. How many dogs does Dave have? I think one. Oh, fuck. But he goes, you know, obviously he's out of town a lot, Sarah, on the road. Well, if Dave Matthews is listening to this podcast, we would really love to you, yeah. for you to be a part of it. Yeah. I'm going to put that out there for my brother. Hey, hopefully we just crash into him sometime. Do you think Dave Matthews... <laughs> Do you think Dave Matthews pays a lot in insurance premium after the Crash Into Me song came out? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, you think Possibly. his insurance rates yeah. went up? That's an actually joke I've had for a while. It almost never gets good, <laughs> good, good uh, reactions. That's because you had to explain the song. Like, right. if people don't know. If they don't know, that's right. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say is that I couldn't march for science. Oh, yeah. So I felt like going to the science center was really sticking Supporting it to the Supporting science, yeah. yeah. And I felt good. It did feel good. There were yeah. a ton of people there. Yeah. Um, it's a huge place. So much to do. It's so great to see all those families out there. Yeah. Um, Pacific Science Center for the win. Yeah. Especially after doing the monorail for the last one where it was like, what do I say about it? Like, yeah. it's so underwhelming. I was we like, this is great. We did not get any souvenirs, though. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. We did not. But they're also... The memory is my souvenir. <laughs> yeah. I believe you were like... Adela, do you want a terracotta shirt? Oh, it's twenty dollars. <laughs> and yeah. you're two and a half. Yeah. It'll be destroyed. Exactly. In Thirty you're, days. You'll get avocado on it. <laughs> well, I think that wraps it up. Do you would do you want to invite Adela Let, in? Let's see if Adela has anything to say. Adela. Uh, Adela, can we talk to you for a moment? What are you doing? We're making a recording, and this is the microphone. We're talking about how we went to the museum. Did you have fun at the museum? Can you say, I love the Pacific Science Center? I want to go out. You want to go out? Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to say about when we went to the Pacific Science Center to Uncle Joe? Did you have a favorite thing? Did you like the butterflies? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> you should be in show business. Yeah. Love you, Adela. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Sarah, thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out. That was a fun day. Yeah, it was a very fun day out with family. Yeah, uh, we're going to actually go back. Not now. Yeah, but like you should go back. In a few days. Um, all right. Not this minute. Everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks uh, for listening. Go out there and make it a great day. No. The power is yours.